Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joining us, Reed Bacon. We got a great one today. We're talking fall camp. It just happens. We're in the first week of it. The excitingness that you feel as a player, also the pain that you might feel as a player. So we go over that. Uh, we talk about big question marks on offense and defense. So super exciting. Um, football is back, so you can't be any happier than that. Uh, if you guys are watching, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Uh, we absolutely love the comments. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download. Uh, it helps us so much. Also, follow us on social media uh, at Pancakes and Bacon uh, for our main account on Twitter at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI for read or <laughs> Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI for our Instagram. Got a little mixed up there. No biggie. Uh, for read, it is at our Bacon twenty six on Twitter. For myself, it is at Kyler Kerbison on all social medias. So please, please check me out there. Um, and let's just jump into this fantastic podcast. Uh, very excited to talk about this. So, Reed, how are we doing, bud? We're back. We're back. <laughs> We're getting our best friend, Kyler, back. He is back. Hey, hey, we only took off, we, we only missed one week, and it feels like it's been forever. I'm very excited to talk. Um, I have to start with one. I, ha I have to start with this. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had a phone call. <laughs> that was incredible. I have to start with this black screen <laughs> my uh my my sweet and beautiful cousin uh liz was calling me and uh i had called her earlier so she, that was coming through on the phone but anyways i have to start with this so today megan and i went to sacred heart went to mass went to cassie's cassie's corner girl hadn't been there in a while i used to eat there a lot when i lived out west but hadn't been there in a while so we went uh sitting outside i wait or i Order We order our food, sit down, I go in to wash my hands like I always do, and all of a sudden I I hear this, hey, and I'm like, and then it's a pretty loud hey, and I kind of look, and it's like, hey, aren't you Reed that does the podcast? And I was like, well, unless there's another Reed and another podcast you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Know, right. yeah. And so I have to shout out John. Um, I wrote his, he introduced himself. He was, uh, John's probably in, in college or high school. Uh, but I loved Love his, Love I loved that. his enthusiasm. He was like, Hey, are you reading from the pot? I said, yeah. And he goes, Hey, it's great to meet you. I said, no, it's great to meet you. You know, thanks for, thanks for saying something. And he goes, yeah, I was just listening to y'all a couple days ago. I love what you guys do. And that is the number one thing. The yeah. number one thing, even, even when those checks come through for whatever amount it is, it, nothing is better than when someone stops and says that. And I did ask John's last name and I wrote it in my phone so I wouldn't forget, but now I'm recording on my phone, but it was uh, like Tamolis, I think, mm -hmm. or, or yeah, I think that was what it was. But anyways, I, want, I, want, baby. I wanted to give big John a shout out. And this bro, this boy was sitting there with his lovely family having a nice meal. And he was like, didn't care if it was in front of his parents, like didn't care if he was. I got to talk to that guy. Huh? He's like, I gotta talk to that guy. I love yeah. that guy. It was awesome. It was awesome. So and in saying that, real quick, this was months ago. 
but I remember I called you right after it happened and there was another individual and I forgot to shout him out after I went to the zoo with Tyler and Mari and, and their two girls and someone had shouted me out. And remember, I called you. I said, man, it was so awesome. And he mentioned yeah. you and how much he loves you. And and I forgot to mention him. And I forgot to shout him out and give his name. So you know who you are. It was like back in March or April, you came up. We talked. You were super nice. Hit me up in the comments or on, on Twitter because I want to give you a shout out. But, man, that means the world to us. So I want to tell you, it was it was, it was was cool. I get it more because I'm in Knoxville. But so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't get as many people coming up to me, um, but that is awesome. You, you got the like Grinch moment, just heart, just growing three sizes yeah. that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, hey, actually, you know what? We did, we did get one of our listeners in the comments that said he saw, he thought he saw you at Shelby Golf Course and yelled at you. And you <laughs> yeah, that's eye. true. That's true. And I just kept driving. Had no idea. Well. Let me tell you something. It is years and years of the experience where someone is saying Tyler and I turn and look and they're not talking to me and it's fucking embarrassing <laughs> and I always hate it. So years and years of that, it's like I wait until I can hear like the Kyler that I'm really like, oh, they're talking to me. Now, that's not Tyler referring to our friend. That's just Tyler's in general, right? In general. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. you know how many Tyler's I played with in football and how yeah. many times I turned because I thought the coach was talking to me and then I looked like an idiot. I, I just it was it was constant, dude. Constant. Let me. Hey, speaking speaking of coaches and playing ball, how much money? <laughs> and this is I'm dead serious. How much money would it take for you to go through camp right now? Hulk, all camp, whole thing, not one practice, not one day, a whole camp. Like I am right now, like in this, in this 30 year old body I got. Yeah. For a month, dude, for a month. Ooh, I think I'm going to need like 10 K. I mean, I'm just thinking about like, okay, what can you usually make just working a regular job for a month? And I'm like, it's got to be way more than that. Yeah. I listen, I, I love football. Football is the love, love of my life besides my wife. And? <laughs> and a little bacon over there. Um, but, dude, camp is an entirely different animal. It is – it's one of the things that makes you question football. Yeah. Great. That's literally what it is. When you get there as a freshman and you go into camp, you're like, oh, shit, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this. It is ruthless. It is. And especially, and I'll tell you what, especially in college. High school, you got parents looking after you. You got rules that are going on. They call into the coach, hey, you can't practice them two days every day. Hey, there's a heat index. You'll get in trouble. In the NFL, these are grown men. You're, you're not going to have 35-year-olds out there for that many hours. They aren't going to put up with it. It's not the same. There's stress because you want to make the team. That part is very stressful. But to say the difficulty in college, they got you by the fucking balls dude like you ain't going anywhere you're mine for the next 25 days of camp and it is atrocious like wake up at six go into meetings work out lunch more meetings practice 
dinner, more meetings, go to sleep at 10, and you're up at 5.30 again. And it's just day after day after day. Um, did you did you all get any days off, like where you had a legit day off? No. Okay, yeah. No, there was never a day where we didn't do anything. Yeah, okay. You're at least going to have a workout. You're going to have multiple meetings every day. It does not matter. And then, you know, they might throw you a bone and go, hey, we're not going to practice today. Let's go to the movies. And it's like the greatest day of your life. But you still worked out in the morning. You yeah. still, you, you've been in meetings for five hours that day. So it's like, you don't get a free day. Um, but camp is just absolutely brutal. I don't, let me say this. I think, I think if someone gave me eight to 10 K, but I got to do it at the university of Tennessee right now with, with coach hype and, and those guys, I could probably do it for eight to 10, but if someone sent me back and I had to do the exact same camp at the university of Memphis that I did in 2010, I mean, I would probably, pr probably 20 to 25 K honestly. And, yeah. and you got to understand, like we don't really know what we're going into as freshmen. Now, when I was in high school, um, I knew a couple people that were playing high level college football, like at, at the university of Alabama and Nick Saban. And um, I guess there was a couple of, maybe uh, one person at Tennessee at that time that I knew that you kind of can talk with, mm -hmm. but you, you, you hear it and you're like, wow, this is going to suck. But then when you're in it, it is, I mean, you just don't know what you're getting yourself into. And like you said, I mean, we love football. We love football. Um, I even didn't mind practice. I, I really didn't. Like, you, practice is kind of crappy, but sometimes it's not bad, and then the games are just unbelievable. Mm. But camp, I can't – I think the number one thing that I can't express to people is that, I, for me personally, I was in a legitimate different universe. <laughs> and I tell people that all the time. Oh, yeah, you're cut off from the world. You Seriously, you are cut off from society. Like mm – -hmm. So I so so Memphis. We started. It was like on August second or August third, and it was the first year of Larry Porter. So I promise you, we he was trying to set the tone on your ass. Yes, yes. So yeah. we not only did we get not you know camp usually stops uh, like a little bit before school starts or maybe the we we kept basically doing camp all the way up as far as we could. We did it instead of going from like August fourth to like the end of August. We were like into September. Because we didn't play the week zero in college, we played like uh, we played into September on Labor Day. It was at Mississippi State, so we had like an extra week or so. But when I tell you, it was the horn was being blown at five in the morning, and we were dressed and changed and probably in meetings by by five forty five six, and then we would get cut loose from our our walkthroughs. 9 15 9 30 you get your snack and you go back and i'll still always say the craziest people that i know were the guys that we would finish and they would be like all right i got dibs on fifa i got dibs on madden yes dude. and it's like and i'm like what are you doing you're we have to be up at five like i, I mean i was they could have said hey we're gonna go rob a bank and i would have just been as shocked as hey i'm gonna go play madden because i'm like what, what do you do? We got to be right back up. So, or, or if they do it where it's like you get out of lunch at one and practices until three, like you have like two hours before practice actually starts and guys are like, ah, I'm going to go play video games. I'm like, dude, I'm taking a nap. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so I just, I don't think I can express that it's, it's the trippiest feeling in the world. So I, I uh, would finish that night and I would call my dad and I would honestly talk to my dad three to five minutes. You know, I would tell him to put my mom on the phone and I would talk to her for, you know, two or three, you know, she's like, how's my, you know, my dad and I are talking football. We're talking this. He's like, Hey, keep pushing through. And then my mom's like, how's my baby? Are you okay? Are you hurt? Are you ready to come home? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm all yeah. And then, and then, and then I would hang up with them, and then I would just text or, or call the the girl that I was dating at the time and talk to her for three to five minutes, and then it was a wrap, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. And and they all those players were used to Tommy West, and they said, "Hey, camp, like he gives us a day every once in a while where you don't do anything, like maybe a little bit of meetings in the morning, but you can you can have a Sunday off." And I'm like, so me, I'm like, I can't wait for that because I'm going to sleep all day that Sunday and just rest and recover. And with, with, with Porter, he never gave us a schedule. So you are chasing this carrot that you don't even know if it's coming true. And guess what, Kyler, it never came true. We never got a day off. He literally, they took us to, we, we went bowling time one Sunday, we went bowling, but it was after practice, everything. So we basically did camp until about four or five, we ate dinner. They took us to bowling, and that was like the only thing off we got. And I, I just, I remember, I remember just being there, standing on the field and walkthroughs. And you're not like, like all the other things in life, you just not, you're not thinking about it. All you're thinking about is I want sleep. My body's so sore. And as a freshman, for me, I'm not trying to pick up on the game plan and stuff like that. I mean, I was just, you know, whatever. But anyways, it just that was the craziest thing to me is. Memphis, the city of Memphis could have been under attack from like the Chinese, you and I, we wouldn't have known it. We wouldn't have known it. Uh uh-uh. uh, you, you don't know anything, and especially back then, like 2011 for you, 10, mm-hmm. like 2011 for me, it was like there's like Twitter wasn't popped off, like you're not getting a bunch of news on social media, like you mm-hmm. literally are cut off from the world, and you don't have time to reach out to people, and you don't care, and you don't care either. No, and an and what I was thinking about where you were talking about like meetings and stuff, you are required to sign in at breakfast, to sign in at the meeting, to sign in at workout, to sign in at lunch, to sign in at dinner, to sign in for your snack, to sign it. You are required to be everywhere at the exact time you're supposed to be everywhere in 30 to hour increments through a month. That is how you're controlled yeah. throughout that. T- like, that is crazy. People aren't used to that. And guess what? If you miss breakfast, if you didn't sign in, you're running after practice. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you missed breakfast. Like, they make I'm, you eat. <laughs> yes, they do. And they do do that. They make you eat. And Memphis was so hot. I've told people this. Memphis uh, was the second hottest place in the United States that year behind Louisiana. There was multiple times I'd go out there. And I've joke. I've told this joke a million times. Where one of our trainers, she's like, "Hey, Reed, do you want to know what the heat index is today?" I was like, "No." And she's like, "Well, it's 118." I'm like, "Don't tell. Like, don't tell me why this stuff." Fuck, yeah, I, why are we practicing? We're practicing. We're practicing in Memphis in August at 2:30. Like our practice was our regular practice time. You know, because that's how what like 2:33 is when you practice when school starts. But yeah, I mean, it was um, brutal. It was wild. 
it was, and I, I'm so happy I experienced it just so I can know what it feels like. And I always tell people one of my greatest achievements, I mean, you were all SEC, you were a big recruit, you had a lot of cool achievements. My biggest achievement, and I didn't know what it was, but it, at the very end of camp, the last day of camp, Coach Porter, the head coach in front of everyone goes, hey, when I call, if, if I say your name, I want you to stand up. He says two people's name and then mine. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, look around. Like, who am I like, standing up with? That's the yeah. first thing I try and look at. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I'm like, hey, are these guys that I think are 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 part of my language, but like shitheads? Like, did we do something stupid that I don't know about? And it's like, well, if they name like a starter. I'm like, well, I'm not a starter. Like, I'm not a starter. I'm not even close to start. Like, what's going on here? I think it was either four or five of us stood up, and he says, I want you guys to give these guys a round of applause. They are the only people that didn't miss one thing entire camp. We didn't miss a workout. We didn't miss uh, a meeting. We didn't miss this. And I was like, I was like, you know what? That's cool. I'll remember that. I'll remember that forever. And you know what? I'm also quitting this team in about three months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking out of here, dude. There ain't no way I'm putting up with this. Uh, wild stuff. Wild stuff. Wild Anyways. Stuff. So fall camp is fun when you're outside of it and you're like, hell yeah, football's back. Like, so exciting that everything's coming back in circle. You miss it for so long, but when you're in it, it's ruthless. It is a freaking grind. Um, uh, real quick, real quick, real quick. Did you think mat drills or camps worse? Camp. Yeah. Okay. By just, far. just yeah. Because everything else. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Like mat drills. Yeah, it sucks for two hours, but then you're okay. Yeah. It's okay, so um, so here's the deal. It does say fall camp on here. Um, obviously, you guys know we go to practices. Mm. Will Kyler has something to say. Yes. So um, finally uh, talked to who you who we usually talk to, uh, Scott over there. It's about going to practice, and the boys have stepped up. We are no longer middle of the mall shit. We are we are technically media. <laughs> we've been getting away with it for a while and not having, you know, scooting around that, being able to go to practice, read, just hanging out, being a, being a fan. Um, but now that we are media, Reed can no longer stay for the practice. He can go at the very beginning, but that's it. Um, because I am a Vol, I can go to practice, but because I am a Vol and a media Vol, I have to be careful <laughs> now. So with all of that, um, it's still up in the air. If we end up going to practice. If you, um, if you end up going to practice. Yeah. If I end up going to practice, Reed will not be able to. Uh, but we at least want to talk about practice, talk about what we're looking forward to seeing and what guys we think are going to, you know, kind of step up out of their position battles just overall positions we're excited for. So let's jump into the offensive side of the ball. You know, can I go first? Huh? Can I go first? You can. Cause I was about to tell you, you know where I want to start. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna let you get to the offensive line. I just have a soft I have a soapbox moment real quick. Okay. You're hey, now listen, Reed. Soapboxes don't usually aren't usually too quick. On your account, so just be careful with your soapbox. I don't want to turn over, and I'm talking about offense at the 40 minute mark. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, my Wi-Fi was cutting in and out a little bit, 
cutting in and out a little bit. So I, you were cut, you, whatever you said, but I, I wanted to make sure people know you are allowed to go practice. You can stay as long as you want. You can report on anything you want. Kyler just doesn't know if he wants to make the trip to drive to Knoxville to go to practice without his boy, because yeah. I'm his best friend, pal. It's a bummer. It's a bummer that I can't go. I knew this was coming. It's not yeah. a surprise. I've gotten to go five times in the Josh in the Josh Heupel era. That's five more times I ever thought about it. So if Kyler decides to go, he'll go. He'll do his thing, but he hasn't decided that yet. It'd be different if he lived in Knoxville. I'm assuming you would that was, yeah, it'd be a lot yeah. easier. Yeah. So you can go and we'll let you guys know if he does and he'll answer everything that you guys want to know. Here's my soapbox moment, especially maybe overall for the team, not even offense. I think I am just tired of hearing uh, about the receivers. Now, I listen. Obviously, we are part of the RTI team. We would have not joined Rocky Top Insider if we didn't love the team. We that There was a reason that that match happened. So I'm yeah. not blowing smoke when I say the only thing that I really read or keep up with is what Rick and Jack and, and Ryan – put out and and so i do hear some other stuff on the radio maybe you receive some other stuff on twitter I'm, I'm i've got some investigation going on i think a media member that's uh that i think everyone likes he seems like a good person but i think he's trying to give you all some fake stuff because i heard him make some comments about seeing stuff at practice i'm like i don't know if you saw that at practice my guy because i don't think you No media members see anything <laughs> well no they see some stuff but like he was making comments about seeing stuff in seven on seven and team. And so I got to do some investigation to see if any of our media guys have got to see any seven on seven or team, but I digress. I'm tired of hearing about the receivers and it's, it, it, it's, it's like, who's going to be the best one. And it's almost like, and that's not the topic, but it's like, who, you know, is, you know, like we know Bruce good. We know squirrels good. You know, we know Ramel's good. Is, is Dante the guy? Is he, is he the guy this year? And then it's like, mm -hmm. well, it is, is, you know, we know Dante's good. We know Bruce's good. Is Squirrel the guy? You know, and it's just like, hey, guys, they're all going to be good. We know what Brew McCoy is. He's going to be good. We know what Ramel Keaton is, can do. He's going to be good. We, I know we traditionally run three on the field. Guess what? Four and five and however many, they're going to play this year. So it doesn't yeah. matter who starts, who doesn't start. It doesn't matter who's in the slot, who's outside the slot. And now we all know that Dante – is a freak of nature athletically. That's a shock to no one. Now, the mm -hmm. good thing is he's not a freshman or like a Juco guy. He's coming from Oregon. So we got to watch some of his actual game film and know that he can produce. But this whole back and forth, who's this? Oh, the coaches are really talking about Ramel. I've heard a lot of people talking about Ramel. It's like, well, yeah, they're talking about Ramel. Did you see what he did last year? And then me and you were like, every. I mean, I was on the Ramel bandwagon three years ago because I was like, bro, I show up and all the guy does is moss people. That was the part of the whole – um, like Malachi Weidman or whatever that guy's name was and Jalen Hyatt Hyatt. But I'm like, me and you're like, I go to practice and I just see Ramel Ball and someone. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, then, I see him and Jack Jancic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, that's what I my point to this is stop. They're all going to be good. They're all going to produce. Now, are we going to have a Bolitnikoff winner out of one of them? You know, Kyler, I don't know. Maybe. But guess what? I don't even know if that's still going to – if, if we have a Belenikov winner, I still don't know if that person is going to be this high, like this um, 
head and shoulders above everyone else. Mm. Think about Jalen Hyatt was was the Blitnikoff winner last year. That's the best college football or best receiver in college football. I don't know if you and I are going to say he was the best receiver on the team last year. He produced the most. Yeah. He had the he had the biggest game against the biggest opponent. But like, I mean, there were a there were I mean, could we argue that said was still the best receiver on the team? He just got hurt. So it's Probably. like. So, so it, it's like, hey, everyone just calm down about the receivers. I'm tired of hearing about it. Now, you know, people aren't talking about running backs. We get it because you need you need as many as you can have in the SEC. It's cliche. Yeah. It's, it's coach speak. But you're going to see Jalen. You're going to see Jabari. You're you're going to see Dylan. Um, if Cam Seldon is, can pick up his read blitzes and different stuff, you're going to see him at some point if someone gets injured or whatever. Um, the other guy, Double K, Khalif, when he came through, you know, mm-hmm. we've been hearing that he looks good for a freshman. So if he can pick up the other stuff, and then you and I, when we went to practice, we love Deshaun Bishop. Hey, where where is he? So you, it is true that in college football, and especially in the SEC, you need multiple running backs. So this, you know, that whole thing of who you're going to see and all that, what it like, calm down. You're going to see all of them. They're all going to produce. Now, yeah, I mean, the, the 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 main point about it is like going into last season, did anyone think Jalen Hyatt is going to win the Blitnikoff? No. Everyone was like, where's Cedric going to be? What is Brew going to be like? I, like hey, I don't know. I don't know. Tennessee fans did love them some Jalen. <laughs> yes, but they didn't think he was going to be that good. I, bef- until what? Florida? Jalen wasn't seen as like Cedric was it. Cedric won us the pit game. So it was like, you know, that's that's who we need. That's who's the best receiver. And then Jalen was able to make plays as the season went on, and then it grew and grew and grew, and he had so much production. So it's like you really don't know, and sometimes you don't know till three games in. Brew probably had a better Florida game than Jalen, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. So, you know. You know, and then it's just like other guys are going to step up in important moments. Jalen Hyatt had five touchdowns versus Alabama. But he probably didn't have the most important catch like Brew did for setting up the game-winning field goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like Ramel had the most important catch versus Florida. So it's yeah. like you don't know when it's going to happen, who's going to be there. I'm just so excited that both running backs and wide receivers have depth. And it's like bring in the horses. Like we're just just keep bringing them in, keep bringing them in. When I was in college and we played Oklahoma – they literally, or Oklahoma, Oregon, they had like a rule and we watched it, broke it down on film for the defense to understand in a team meeting that a receiver would literally run a go route on their sideline and run off the sideline and another new receiver would come and run another go route. That corner doesn't get subbed out. So that corner has to defend multiple go routes in a row. And they just, they do that because they know whatever wide receiver they're putting in there, he's going to be good. You know, they've got depth in that position. So that's what you want, which is I love. I love the depth of wide receiver. I love the depth at running back. One of the positions that I think could be our best, like, overall position group is tight end. And it's kind of out of nowhere. You didn't really see it coming. But Jacob Warren Warren being, like, a six-year senior and all the knowledge, and we've seen his skill set. We've seen his blocking, like, Talk about a leader of a position unit. Then you've got the Charles kid coming in transfer. He's an older guy, veteran, just going to get along where he can. You know he's going to work hard and put in whatever he needs to to better the team. It just seems like one of those guys. 
And then you got Ethan Davis, who's an absolute freak as a freshman. And we've seen stuff on social media already of him making plays in camp, of him making him, he was making plays in the spring. So it's like, wow, this tight end group might just be like the unsung heroes, like might just be that position group that it's like, you need a big first down, like the tight ends got you. The you tight ends are making those blocks for the long runs on second. Like that individual, like that group could be so. I'm so excited for this offense, Breed. I cannot tell you enough. <laughs> you didn't even mention McChicken, McCeecee. I mean, you didn't even mention Castle, and and he got he got a lot of reps and a lot of opportunity when we were spring. That's practice. what I was talking about when I said Charles. I was talking about Castle, so I got that uh, wrong. Okay, okay. But yes, that is exactly what I was talking. About. But I'm so excited for this offense because I look at everyone who's going to play, all the starters who I think are going to start, and I'm like, where's the weak spot? There isn't one. There's not a weak spot on this offense. Like, the weakest spot is the right guard, which we're trying to just figure out. We know who the we know who the tackles are, Mincy and Crawford. Whether one is right, one is left, doesn't matter. We know that Spraggs is probably going to play left. He could play right guard. I don't know. And Cooper's going to be a center. We need one. We have one position that we need to fill, and we're trying to figure out. And I'm sure they're still going to compete all through camp to try and figure that out. But besides that, the whole entire offense is ready, is ready to go. So like, and that, and the fact that you have Hypel backing that, it's just like, okay, another season where we're the best offense in the country. That's 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 what I expect. The other thing is that we talk about too with the offensive line, and we've learned this. Big time uh, as well as a Titans fan, I've learned it big time over the years. And you and I've talked about it, but you really don't need five offensive linemen starter, five starters. You need six. You need that swing man. True. And you know, we we just said Mincy and and, uh, Crawford, which we both enjoyed and liked last year. What we saw at practice, John Campbell comes in. Does he take one of their starting positions? Um, And I don't think going even going to practice, we would know that unless we went towards one of the later practices. Yes, honestly. Um, but because they're going to be moving around so much. But you got you got John Campbell. Um, you have um, Ollie Lane and the individual that came from Texas that have played uh, that have played enough football that they need to be a six-man in their guard. And then Addison Nichols, bro, we loved him since the day we saw him. I will be sh- – remember I said it after we went to practice. I'll be shocked if he's not – playing at center or maybe even guard if someone else gets injured. So I, mean, I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked if Cooper gets rolled up on Addison goes in. They, they, like, they don't bump somebody like Addison just goes in. He's at center. Right. And that's, exactly. and that's a lot different than bumping, bumping your guard that starts, who has a lot of reps with those people who understands the offense really well. Cause you, he's the starter. You're bringing in a second team guy. And that's because you trust him that much to play the most important position on the offensive line at center and be able to make those calls for everybody, get everybody on the right page, setting the tone. Like, that's important. And Addison has met all of those standards. Every time we go to practice and watch him, we're impressed. Very, very much so. Um, Yeah, offensively, it's going to be fine. Now, the other thing is, too, and we'll we'll transition into defense real quick here. I, so the very, very first time, I, you know, we, we went to spring and then we saw fall camp. But then really the first time I watched Hypel in a game was in Bowling Green and I'm there. 
And, and, and going into it, I'm like, okay, this guy's probably not going to show a lot. He's going to run a lot of neutral stuff. He'll pound the rock. He'll get in and out of this game. And then mm-hmm. pretty much he did. But what I was surprised to see is how much he subbed. And I was like, I have never seen someone basically sub corners and, 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 and well, definitely corners. I've never seen someone sub corners like he did. Then they were subbing the linebackers in and out. They were subbing like three, like three in, three out. Yeah. And then it was the, and then they started doing linebackers. I'm like, well, that's weird. I was like, oh, it's Bowling Green. Maybe they're just doing that because they want to get their guys ready for the season. No. Since Heupel has been here, they have done that his first two years. Linebackers. Now, corners, someone could argue some of it was because of injury or maybe some of it was a performance. I mm-hmm. think it was that, but I also think it's because they like to sub some of these guys. Um, and, and some of those, you know, hey, we got, we're got we going against high-tempo offenses or whatever the case may be. Like, let's get a corner, a little breather here. Yeah. So I tied that in to say on defense, you know Aaron Beasley is going to be, be one of the starters. We're assuming Keenan Peely – if he can play to his level that people have talked about, then he will be one of them. That doesn't mean that you're not going to see an Elijah Herring. And then the other one that I'm thinking about is like, do we see um, the individual from uh, Kentucky, Caleb Perry, who yeah. now he's been in the program a little bit. Does he go in and play linebacker with, Eli- with Elijah Herring? Or doesn't Arion Carter, who looks really good as a as a freshman, is he is he caught up to speed enough? Because – you're going to see multiple guys. We we know that with this coaching staff. You're going to see multiple defensive backs. Mm-hmm. You're going to see, mul- well, multiple corners, I should say that. Multiple corners. Yeah. They, they usually like to keep the safeties and the star pretty pretty routine, but you're going to see multiple corners, multiple linebackers, probably multiple edge guys, and then obviously everyone rotates on the defensive line. So it, the, the, who's the starters is almost a little bit less – and, on defense, and, if yeah, right, right, and so we know that this this coaching staff is going to do that. That's just what they do. And I heard someone talking the other day that Tennessee has to continue to close the talent gap. Yeah, yeah, I would I, I would argue that they still have to close the talent gap with a, with a Georgia uh, or Bama or Ohio State or something like that. The talent gap didn't really bother us last year against Alabama. I, and I get it. A Georgia fan might say, hey, but but it, it didn't help you against us. Hey, I get it. It was an away game. You guys played great. Bad weather. I get it. Y'all won the game. I would have liked to seen another rematch in the playoff if we'd gotten an opportunity. We didn't handle business. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. We still need to continue to recruit at a high level. But people do not understand how important depth is. So I think that's why this coaching staff is so excited because they're like, yeah, we got some talent in, in year one and two. But it's really difficult to ask those guys to play every fucking snap on offense and defense, mm-hmm. and we can't we can't give them a breather. Well, now it's hey, we we didn't necessarily bring in, you know, five five stars that are all blue chip and they're all going to play immediately, so the talent is better. But we got a guy who hey, we can start him, and if he has to come get a blow, we're not missing much when this when his backup goes in. And so I th- I think. We always need to be chasing talent, but the fact that we are in a thousand percent better spot talent or uh, depth wise will translate to yeah. performance and wins and things like that. And it's it's year after year we're getting more and more talented. Like it is continuing. You're at a starting point. You're not going to be as talented as Georgia when you, when Heupel first came in. We went to that first spring practice. <laughs> We were worried we we're going to be as talented as Vandy. Like it was not good. There was a quarter of the team left. Like 
they transferred. It wasn't like they graduated. They left. They didn't want to be there anymore. Um, so, yeah, it, it it's like as soon as we can build up that depth, build up that talent pool to grab from, then we can be that good team that competes against the Bamas and competes against the Georgias, which we're there. We're competing against them. It's not – it's not blowouts. We're winning versus Bama. Um, Georgia, I don't care what you say. Yes, they beat us. Yes, it was a very good win for them. Our offense really couldn't move much. But don't let it fool you. That was the most nervous game they had until the playoffs. That was the game they thought about the most during the regular season, bar none. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. We were their toughest opponent on their schedule before the playoffs, before SEC championship. That was it. So they're still looking at us as who's the biggest threat to us in the East? It's Tennessee. So they're still taking us serious. Yeah. Um, no, and, and let me – I got an example for the talent. Talking about, hey, we got to continue to close the talent gap. And yeah, like I said, true, but that depth helps more with talent more than you expect because we have Byron Young. Fabulous, fabulous edge rusher just got drafted in the second or third round, whatever it was. When he is out there and he's playing 70 snaps a game, he's just as talented as other edge rushers across the country. But when they are getting to come in and maybe it's a Nolan Smith for Georgia or, you know, Will Anderson, some of those big name guys. If those guys get to play 40 snaps and they are a lot a lot more fresh and those legs are a little bit better feeling in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter on a third and eight. Yeah. They're probably going to be a little bit more efficient with their talent than a Byron young. Who's been out there for 92 snaps. Hey, now that you can rotate a guy that might not be quite as good as Byron, but it's still a darn good player. Yeah. That's what I mean by that, that the depth alone raises the talent of the play. Prime example. You get into a game, we're playing a big time team, Alabama or Georgia, it's middle of the third quarter and their left tackle has been getting his head blown in by Roman Harrison for the whole game. And then Joshua Joseph subs in. Yeah. And he just works them, but he's tired as heck going against Roman and Joshua's fresh and he just works them and gets a sack. It's like those kinds of things happen and are part of game plans. So that's why you need that depth. So you can take advantage of those like little mismatches that happen. Um, But like you were saying with like corner, in DB, I swear, I think the deep the DB room is so deep, it's insane how many guys are there and how many different positions, all four. They can play all four and a star. Because I look at it and I'm like, okay, I had somebody ask me the other day, like, okay, who's going to be the starters? Who's going to be like the starting corners? And I started like running through the names in my head of DBs. I, literally just Danico Slaughter, Judy Lally, Burrell, Haddon, Turnage, uh, Charles, and Turrentine. Then you got my our favorites of Ricky Gibson and Matthews. That's like 10 dudes who, like, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if they were a starter this year. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of crazy to think about for two positions on the field. Yeah. That you have that many guys where you're like, I mean, if he was starting versus South Carolina, I wouldn't be at it. Like, if he was starting in one of our games, I'm not like, oh shit, we're going to get killed. I'm like, okay, like, here we go. Here's your chance. You're like, step up. But like, I'm, it's, 
I'm a little bit different. I would say I would be surprised if Ricky or Jordan play just because they're younger and there's so much um, true elder statesman individuals above them. But true, other man, than- when we went to spring, I love some of those plays Ricky made. I was excited. No, I know. No, no, no. I, I'm. I mean, the defensive backs. Every like I said, everyone got on them last year. Numbers don't lie. That's fine. I know where they were ranked. I, I think they're going to be much improved this year statistically, uh, and then I think they'll just be – I think they'll be pretty good in general. There's there's too many quality – I'm not going to say elite players back. There's too many quality players for them not to be able to find five that do it well. And you and I already know Tank is going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's a solid player, and he's 90 years old, and so they're going to play him. I, you know, we definitely think – Tamarian will be at, in the back end, and Wesley you know, Walker. Yeah, and then West, and then Wesley will probably be playing that that dime. I mean, the the star position, and then it's then it's back to the corners. Who who's going to be there? I you know I personally don't think you can keep Danico Slaughter off the field, whether he is rotating at safety at the dime or the outside. So I mean, that's going to be the most fascinating. Um, you know, Gabe Judy's older. He's 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 good physically. I, I'm a little bit worried about him in his um, his his uh, his his playmaking ability, his effectiveness. Because you can mm-hmm. be a good athlete, and you look up, it's like, damn, you're the fastest person on the team. You just got beat for the you just got beat deep for the fifth time. Like, what are we doing here? You know, are your eyes in the bad spot? Are you taking the wrong step? So I don't know. I'm a believer. I got to see it to believe it. But a lot of options back there. Um, any final, any final remarks for, for um, just thinking about it. And I don't know if we actually talked about like some of those number changes that happened. I, I, on the I team. tweeted out, they're incredible, but some of those things are incredible. The one that really gets me excited and makes me just like think of the early two thousands is single digit linebackers. Like Kev, the Kevin Simons, the, the, you know what I mean? Kevin, got, Kevin Simon, Kevin Burnett, Gerard Mayo. Yeah. yeah. We got, we got, we got Aaron Beasley as like number six, Arian Carter's number seven, Keenan Pelai's number 11. But, but hold on. We got to wrap. We, I want to wrap this up, but I think what's funny is this, like you could buy a, a number zero Jersey and you're representing two good players, Danico and Jalen. You could have a number one and have Dante Thornton, Gabe Judy Allen. You could buy a number two, have Jalen and Jabari. Then you have, um, Aaron Beasley and Dylan Sampson rocking six. You know, then you got um, Nico and Brandon at eight. Tyler Barron or Mel Keaton at number nine. Number nine might be the most. Number nine might be the most important number. <laughs> that is the best number. <laughs> that might be collectively. That number nine might be the most important because, it's like, hey, if if Ramel and Tyler Barron can have really good seasons this year, here's, here's the best. Here's the funniest one. Number ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Squirrel and Elijah Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> all right, hey, great talk. Than those two. I know. Great talking. Great to be back this week. You all be careful what you hear out there. A lot of airways and a lot of uh, content has to be pubbed, but just just be careful. Be, be careful. <laughs> That's right. Don't believe everything you hear. All right. See you, bud. See you, brother. All right. Thank you guys so much uh, for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave a comment. If you're just listening, uh, rate and review, download and re-download. It helps us out a lot. Uh, Follow us on social media, at Pancakes and Bacon for our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. You can follow Reed on Twitter at rbacon26. And then you can follow myself at Kyler Kerbison on all social media. So check me out there. Super excited for football being back. 
thank you guys so much. Uh, you're the reason we do this. So really appreciate it. And uh, as always, go balls.